welcome to the Sammy Health Revolution podcast. We're dedicated to bringing you inspired and informed content about the health revolution that's happening in the U.S. today. The healthcare consumer advocacy company Samyade was incorporated in 2014 as the brainchild of Bijan Ferengi. Bijan took some time off to focus on other business endeavors, resuming his work on Samyade and then launching the company again in January 2019. Bijan's story is unique and rooted in healthcare and business. Bijan began his education studying chemistry and biology at Florida State University. During his time as an undergraduate, Bijan also got involved in several business-related activities, and in that time grew to admire and love the power of the free market to solve problems. He took his understanding and joined the business workforce as a consultant, banker, and investor. He spent time at Booz Allen Hamilton and Abbott Laboratories in senior leadership positions before venturing into entrepreneurship. Bijan founded several medically-oriented businesses, including Pet Imaging of San Jose and Berkeley, as well as the Lighter Me, the leading Mexico-based bariatric surgery company. Bijan's experiences as a healthcare provider have given him an intimate understanding of the reasons the healthcare market is wrought with inefficiencies. A successful small business owner, he now seeks to bring efficiency to the healthcare marketplace with the creation of SAMIAID. SAMIAID provides a low-cost, innovative, market-driven, fee-for-service cash price referral and resource network that benefits healthcare providers and patients while minimizing the middleman roles and high cost of conventional insurance and managed care. Enabled with the use of cutting-edge technology, including blockchain, SAMIAID is poised to disrupt the analog U.S. healthcare system by using new methods which will empower patients. The SAMIAID network capitalizes on the price shopping trends and takes it to the next level by offering physician and nursing support anytime the patient needs it. SAMIAID's online and mobile blockchain platforms combine a national provider network and price transparency with catastrophic insurance and a pharmacy assistance plan. SAMIAID helps customers save money and access a wide variety of treatments. Providers enjoy improved compensation, less paperwork, and better patient contact for optimal quality care. Hello, welcome to today's episode of Sammy Health Revolution. Um, my name is Mike Smith, and I'm passionate about healthcare because of the millions of people in the United States who go without healthcare every day. Um, today, I'm very pleased to be joined by Bijan Ferengi, the founder of a brand new healthcare consumer advocacy company called SAMIAID. Uh, Bijan has worked in healthcare for over 25 years, and he's here to tell us about why making healthcare more affordable and accessible is so important to him personally. So, Bijan, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Mike. I understand that you became interested in healthcare and medicine early on in your life, first living in West Africa and then as an undergraduate at Florida State University. Uh, would you care to elaborate on that story for us? Yeah, it's a very interesting beginning, I guess, because um, I started out with um, an interest in getting into medicine as a physician. I ended up having a double degree in biology and chemistry from Florida State. And unfortunately, when the only school that I was able to get into was um, the Harvard of the Caribbean, which was in Grenada. Unfortunately, I was able to get um, admission to a Northwestern's Kellogg School of, of Management, where I ended up getting an international degree in finance and marketing. And that, coupled with my healthcare background, really gave me an interesting opportunity in the healthcare space. I still wanted to pursue healthcare, but unfortunately, I wasn't going to be able to do it as a physician. Um, the capacity that I was able to do it in uh, worked out to be, I got a, a position with Booz Allen 
as a consultant where I did uh, mergers and acquisitions for them in their pharmaceutical practice. That led to a stint with Abbott Labs where I ran one of their large med international medical nutritionals business, which really gave me a chance to look at the, the world marketplace for medicine. Ultimately, it was my decision that if I was really going to make something of my life, I would have to pursue, or I wanted to pursue something that I could do independently. And eventually that led to a technology that I found fascinating at the time, which was called positron emission tomography or PET imaging. It was a little bit like uh, the, the, the next add-on to MRI and CT when it came to diagnostic imaging. And it was a fascinating space and I was able to get on the ground floor of that. Fortunately for me, um, the company that I was working for gave me an opportunity to be able to invest in centers in San Jose, in San Francisco, in Berkeley, and uh, a couple others across the United States. And um, that led to kind of where we are today because it really was the foundation of my ability to one, to be a provider of healthcare services, and then also to see what it's like for the consumer as the consumer experiences their interaction with healthcare from their perspective. That's really great. Um, it's obvious that your interest in healthcare is grounded in some amazing experiences um, and a great deal of research and discussion. Um, I'm sure you've used these insights to differentiate yourself in the market and professionally as a business owner. Um, how would you say that your unique view of healthcare has driven your career and the focuses of time and resources? Well, so you mentioned a little bit about it, you know, just previously, but I'm wondering if you could just maybe speak a little bit more in depthly about how your specific um, kind of decisions about how to about opening, you know, the pet imaging kind of center and um, and making some other investment decisions have been driven by your experiences. Well, one of the advantages of the location that we chose, eventually living in San Francisco, it's the heart of Silicon Valley and it's the heart of innovation. And I came at a time when we were looking at an explosion in entrepreneurial opportunity right around 2000, whenever the dot-com boom just had about happened. And of course, my, my love was you know breakthrough medicine. We felt that PET imaging was this breakthrough way of uh, looking at cancer treatment. And of course, in my mind, um, early diagnostic or early detection was one of the great, great, great advances in the treatment of, of cancer. And so we were gonna be able to be on the forefront of that. Um, so that was a real, real opportunity for us, but it continued this kind of drive for our companies and the guys that I partnered with to be looking at breakthrough medicine. And breakthrough medicine, not to just to experience it on a local level in Silicon Valley, but to be a part of that process and to be a driver of that process and to say, look, I can take complex problems or complex scenarios, break them down and see if we can solve the most complicated problems in medicine, you know, with a straightforward engineering approach to these particular problems. And fortunately, we were involved in a couple of different projects that have led us to where we are today, where we think we can actually literally uh, revolutionize the way Medicare uh, healthcare is delivered to consumers across the United States. That's great. Well, revolution is definitely um, kind of, I think, the name of the game. Um, and I'm really curious as to how you think that technology, specifically digital technology, will impact um, the effectuation of healthcare in the United States specifically, but across the world as well. I'd really love to get your kind of sense about that. Well, 
we feel, or I feel, or I've known for the last couple of years, that just as there was this explosion, this massive explosion of ideas with the advent of the internet and IT technology. So in the mid-1980s, when you first created the internet and the internet opened up the world of IT, commercial IT, where you had dot-com this and dot-com that, that was the first intellectual explosion of ideas that we'd seen in a long, long time. Now we're going around the very cusp of a very similar revolution. This one is a genetic revolution. It's driven by a technology, again, just similar to what happened with the internet in the mid-80s, about five years ago, six years ago, is a technology called CRISPR-Cas9, this gene editing tool that will absolutely revolutionize life on our planet because now we have the ability not only to sequence DNA, which is for, for any living organism that exists, but once you sequence the DNA, which is great, you have the library of information that you want, but now you want to be able to cull out and edit that information to your advantage. CRISPR-Cas9 is that editing tool. As we get to be more and more and more precise with this particular editing tool, we can literally do anything we want with organic life. And the ability to cure orphan diseases, to manipulate you know, a genetic structure of an animal so that the animal now becomes even more milk producing or even more meat bearing or a little bit more resistant to disease. These are all fascinating um, um, breakthroughs within the field. So fascinating because it's not just the fact that the, the technology exists, the fact that the technology exists at a universal level. It's not all captured by one or two companies in Silicon Valley or in LA or in San Diego. This technology is really available to almost anybody in the world. So we're seeing advances in medicine that are unprecedented in China, in Germany, in South America, any place where they're in Australia, any place where there's a research lab, they have the ability to look at developing their own editing tools and editing technologies and can take different approaches to why they want to uh, develop different, um, different things. So that particular idea or that particular um, driver of, of technical and, and, and uh, intellectual innovation is something we've never seen before. It will literally change the way life on this planet exists. And so a company like ours, what we want to do is we want to try to democratize the receipt of that technology. That not only are those breakthroughs going to be available to those who can only absolutely afford it, it can be available to anybody and everybody. And so one of the goals of, of, of our, our company, one of the goals of, of what we're trying to do with Sammy Aid is that we want to make technology like that, breakthrough technology, available. Available. Also, we want to make sure we know what the price of that is. We want to know how effective that is. We want to be the consumer's advocate. We want to be the consumer's right hand, you know, um, 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 I guess we want to be their right hand support when they make these, these just amazing decisions about what their healthcare is going to be like going forward. That's great. So how does um, Samiade help someone like me, um, a young man coming out of college, graduate school, um, and kind of interested in taking advantage of the revolutions that are happening in um, the healthcare space, but maybe don't completely understand how to navigate it? So 
that's why you need an advocate. This is why you need to have somebody you can go to with questions. I, I can tell you, even the most, the most genius people are having difficult times navigating even the most simplest insurance policies. You can't figure out what exactly you need, what you don't need. Pharmacy options that are out there, much less all of the medical options that are available to somebody as the world of, 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 of medicine explodes with these new, new opportunities. So the whole idea is to say, hey, look, before you get taken advantage of, and I'll give you a great example on this. One of the things that's been a, uh, uh, a touchstone of, 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 um, for people has been the idea that we can go out there and cure anything with a stem cell. I will tell you that probably 80%, 90% of the stem cell clinical options that are being offered are bogus. They're just, they just do not have any rationale in real science. And the only way you're going to be able to know that is to be able to do some significant research or have somebody, a doctor or a scientist that can advocate for you. Or if you don't want to spend all of those resources, you come to a company like us. So one of the first levels of information that you need to know is availability. What's out there? Speak to a doctor, speak to a nurse, which you can, we can make available to you, and you can, you can discuss these options that are, that are out there. The second thing is, is that how much is that going to cost? So not only do you need to kind of look at whether something is worth it or not, you also have to kind of say, well, if I do do that and I don't have a completely unlimited budget, does it make sense for me to pursue something like that? And another good example of that is that, sure, there are um, treatments out there that are fantastic. I and mean, most stuff are going to be baseline. You can get a knee replacement in one place, and it's a perfectly good knee. But you can also spend another $100,000 for a golden version of that. Mm -hmm. Does it perform any better than the one you got? No. Does it look a little more bling? It probably does. But the idea is to, as the consumer, to say, what is your particular comfort level? Do you like the price? Do you like where you have to go for the procedure? Do you, do you appreciate the doctor or the location of where this is going to be at? All those factors are factors that the individual needs to make a choice on. And as we believe that the consumer needs to be the empowered individual here, not the insurance company that directs you to the services that you want to go to, but you yourself can make those decisions that are best for you. Where do you want to go? What do you want to do? How much do you want to pay? What level of service do you want to be able to get? So those are the things. We try to say medicine right now, unfortunately, is very, very, very opaque. Because it's so opaque, as a result, pricing is through the roof. It's very efficient. It, I mean, it's very inefficient. There's no way for the consumer to really ever understand what he's getting for all the thousands of dollars they spend on insurance services because you're not empowered into the process. But if you do have a partner, an advocate, they can make these resources available to you and make the stuff that you need to see within the medical world transparent, that's the service that we try to provide. That's the revolution that will simplify the world of medicine and I keep on saying that will empower the consumer. And that's what we want to do. Very good. So, you know, as we kind of spoke about a little bit earlier, um, the history of the healthcare industry has been um, wrought with challenges. Um, and there are lots of um, people who've tried to overcome those challenges with deep pockets, with, you know, lots of political connections and so on and so forth. 
and they've sometimes, you know, been successful, and many times they've uh, they failed. Um, does that history of failure in trying to revolutionize this space, does that leave you feeling daunted? How does that leave you feeling? How do you think about that in terms of other people who have tried to um, uh, attack the problems within the uh, healthcare system um, as you are now? I think, I think there are very, a lot of really, really, really smart people focused in on this problem. And I think the way they look at it, it's a little bit like... Um, seeing the forest uh, through the trees. It's very difficult when you're very immersed within the environment to kind of step back and go, wait a second, why is this as complicated as it is? Why, how do we break this down? Because when you're in the middle of the mass, when you're in the middle of the morass, it's very, very difficult to see anything beyond all the tangled webs that are right in front of you. And trying to detangle every single one has become the nightmare that you know, experts at Google have tried to figure out, experts all over the world and the government have tried to figure out, and nobody has seemed to be able to kind of crack that nut because it's become so complicated that it, from their perspective, it's, it's, it's just a massive, massive, massive undertaking to try to, to uh, detangle. However, if you look at it from my construct, right, my construct is to say, look, let's start with the simple building blocks and go forward. The simple, simple building blocks are, first of all, take the, the basic needs of the consumer. What are the basic needs of the consumer? Forget about trying to solve all of the world's problems at the same time. Let's solve the problem by going at it one block at a time, one step at a time. A little bit like the way you, you, you are told as a mountain climber, the way if you're exhausted, you can't get to the top of the mountain. You gotta focus on one step first, one step first. And before you know it, you take three, four, five, six steps, you've gotten further along than you thought you could ever get along. Now, our approach has been, it's very simple, that we say that, look, the consumer actually doesn't require on a daily basis that much you know, support. They wanna be able to talk to a doctor when they wanna to talk to a doctor, they wanna be able to get access when they wanna get on access, and then to up to a limited amount of money, they wanna be able to cover their, their current medical costs. So the idea here is that for almost all of the minor expenses, and, I, and I, I've always used this analogy whenever we talk to people about this, it's like when you drive a car. When you have a car, things like you know, air pressure in your tires or changing the oil or you know, getting uh, windshield wipers or, or wiper fluid or car washes, all those things are out of your pocket. The only thing that an insurance policy should try to cover or that you're going to go and try to get extra help for is in when you're in a major accident, which for most people doesn't happen that often. It happens. But, and you want to be careful for when it does happen that you're covered for it. But what you don't want to do is you don't want to be, as they say, over-insured and throwing your money away because you've been scared into this idea that the only way you can go through life is if you're 100% covered for every eventuality, no matter how remote that possibility might be. That's where the insurance company wins. Um, and, and so we actually have a word for that and we call it the bias of proportionality. When you are overly concerned about an event that might not ever happen. So the real way to kind of deal with this, the real way to manage this is that most people 90% of the people will go through their life 
you know, leaving, leading normal, regular, healthy lives. They need access to some urgent care every once in a while when they do their things. Now, there are going to be catastrophic events. So you want to have insurance that covers for a catastrophic event. But if you've only got a budget that barely puts food on the table and you're only trying to meet your minimum lifestyle choices that you've got, you've got to make a decision. You cannot not have health care, but you can't have the health care that somebody who's got a little bit more you know, of a generous budget might be able to afford. That's just a fact of life. Correct. But what we want to do is you want to say, let's give a program that every single person in the country can have access to at some absolute minimum cost and then start working their way up you know, the, the scale of, of um, different services that can kind of make them feel more comfortable. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Um, one last question for you. Um, what's your vision for Sammy Aiden 10 to 20 years from now? What do you see it doing? How has it kind of disrupted the healthcare industry? What's your vision? So I, I, we were very excited about this. I, I think, you know, if you are excited about, as we mentioned, the explosion in genetics that is happening, the breakthroughs in medicine that are happening, but at the same time, not only do I want to see medicine just blow up and solve all of the major issues that we've had as, as a species for the last 10,000 years, a lot of those being resolved. Even the great mystery of aging, having even that being addressed by these explosions in medicine. But the idea is to make it democratic. You want to have people, the entire world should have access to, to safe, healthy, affordable health care. And the way to make safe, healthy, affordable health care happen, the markets have to be efficient. The markets have to be transparent. And the consumer has to be empowered. Right. And so the only way that that can. So that means taking away power from the insurance company, taking away power from other independent bodies that are driving your your medical decisions, as opposed to decisions that you want to have yourself. Not to say that I'm not for government supported health care. I think government supported health care is fantastic. But what happens is that the individual will need to make their own current choices because each individual is going to have a different need than another individual and they're going to have a different set of expectations we want to be able to provide those new individuals with all of the services that they need to be to be really strong consumer um, uh, consumers of healthcare. that to me is the vision of the company we will be able to apply the the principles of samiaid in the united states but not only in the united states we can put the same company stuff in any, any uh, country in the world. And since we can provide that efficient medical delivery of medical services anywhere in the world, I think it becomes one of the last bastions of, of true, 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 true um, consumer support and consumer-driven activity in the world. I mean, this is gonna be the last thing that people will look at and say, we don't have efficient marks right now. We make this efficient. If healthcare is absolutely efficient, all of mankind benefits and not just the wealthy not just you know the wealthy third world countries everybody in the world becomes beneficiary of this type of of an idea and so for us literally we call it a revolution because it does it's a revolution in the way people think about their access to medicine which nobody has had before so that's what we're trying to do so we're literally trying to change the way the world perceives uh, uh, something that's vital to its 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 existence.
Well, Bijan, thank you so much for talking with us. Really appreciated your insights. And um, this is the Sammy Health Revolution podcast, and we will see you next time. Take care. Thanks. If you've enjoyed this episode, we're asking you to tell just two people you know about Sammy Aid. Share this podcast with them, or better yet, ask them to visit us online at SammyAid.com or call us at 1 844 SammyAid. That's 1 844 S A M I A I D. You can also email us at info at samiae.com or send us a message on Facebook. What's your health story? We'd love to hear it. Until next time, stay in good health.